Welcome back. I do want to thank everybody for all of your support. I never really thought that this podcast would take off the way that it is, but I was looking at my analytics and it's been over uh, listened to in over 40 different countries. So I just find that incredibly amazing and I just want to send my thanks out to everybody. I really did not think that this would go that far. Today, before I begin, um, I do want to let you know that, well, I want to put a trigger warning out there. This case about Kellyanne Bates is pretty graphic and um, some horrible things that I'm going to be talking about today. So if you're sensitive, this might not be the podcast for you. So Kellyanne Bates, she was an English teenager who was murdered in Manchester, England, at the age of 17 by her abuser, James Patterson Smith. She was tortured by him over a period of four weeks, including having her eyes gouged from their sockets up to about three weeks before her death, before being drowned in a bathtub. The murder inquiry was headed by Detective Sergeant Joseph Monaghan of Greater Manchester Police, who said... I have been in the police force for 15 years and have never seen a case as horrific as this. William Lawler, the pathologist who examined Bates' body, described her injuries as the worst he had seen on a murder victim. Uh, Smith, who had a history of violence and torture against former sexual partners, denied murdering Bates but was convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment on November 19, 1997. So for a little background, James Smith was an unemployed divorcee living in the Gorton area of Manchester, and he was described by acquaintances as house-proud and well-groomed. He was a teetotaler and a non-smoker. His marriage had ended in 1980 after 10 years because he had been violent towards his wife, and his next relationship was with 20-year-old Tina Watson, whom between 1980 and 1982 he, quote, used as a punching bag, even subjecting her to severe beatings while she was pregnant with his child. She said, at first it was now and again just a little tap, but in the end it was every day. He would smack me in the face or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or between the legs, which is pretty foul if you ask me but anyway Watson managed to escape from the relationship during which Smith had also attempted to drown her while she was bathing so he's got apparently got a pattern that way Um, when the relationship came to an end in 1982 Smith had then started seeing 15 year old Wendy Mottershead who he also abused and in one attack he held her head under the water in the kitchen sink in an attempt to drown her Hmm. In 1993, Smith began grooming Kelly Bates when she was only 14 years old, having met her while she was babysitting for friends. Approximately two years later, when she had left school, Bates moved in with Smith at his home in Furnaville Road, Gorton. She was concealing the age difference between them from her parents, who were Tommy and Margaret Bates. Bates' mother said of her first meeting with Smith after the two had started living together, quote, as soon as I saw Smith, the hairs on the back of my neck went up. I tried everything I could to get Kellyanne away from him. Although she left Smith briefly because of arguments with him, she once more 
she was once more living with him at the Furnival Road by the end of November of 1995. Her parents were noticing bruises on her, which she explained away as being the results of accidents. That's pretty common. Uh, she became increasingly withdrawn and in December of 1995 resigned from her part-time job. In March of 1996, her parents received cards purportedly from her for their anniversary and a birthday, but only Smith had written in them. When Bates's brother tried to see her at the house, Smith said she was not at home. When a concerned neighbor asked after her, she was briefly shown in an upstairs window, so he totally had her isolated. On March 16, 1996, Smith reported to authorities that he had accidentally killed his girlfriend during an argument in a bathtub, claiming that she had inhaled water and died following his attempts at resuscitation. He also claimed that she often pretended to be unconscious. Police went to Smith's address and found Bates' naked body in a bedroom. Her blood was found throughout the house, and a post-mortem examination revealed over 150 separate injuries on her body. During the last month of her life, she had been kept bound, sometimes by her hair to a radiator or furniture, or by her neck by way of a literature. How nice. William Lawler, the home office pathologist who examined her body, said, In my career, I have examined almost 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries so extensive. The following injuries were found on... Kelly Bates's body. She had scalding to her buttocks and the left legs, burns on her thigh caused by application of a hot iron, a fractured arm, multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors, stab wounds inside of her mouth, crushing injuries to both hands, mutilation of her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitalia. Wounds caused by a spade and pruning shears. Both of her eyes gouged out. Later stab wounds to the empty eye socks, sockets and partial scalping. Boy. The pathologist determined that her eyes had been removed not less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death. Good Lord. She had been starved, having lost... Um, well, 20 kilograms, since this is in England. I don't know how many pounds that is, but since they weigh in metrics in Europe. And had not received water for several days before her death. Peter Openshaw, the prosecutor in Smith's trial, said, It was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence, they must have been caused over a long period and were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. The cause of death was drowning, immediately prior to which she had been beaten about the head with a showerhead. Oppenshaw said that her death must have been a merciful end to her turmoil, her torment. That's a sad outlook, isn't it? So, Smith denied murder and claimed that Bates would, quote, would put me through hell winding me up. Okay. He also claimed that Bates had taunted him about his dead mother and had a bad habit of hurting herself 
to make it look worse on me. Oh, poor Mr. Smith. When asked to explain why he had blinded, stabbed, and battered Bates, he said she dared him to do it, challenging him to harm her. Mm -hmm. um, Gillian Metzi, a consultant psychiatrist, told the court that Smith had a severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy and lived in a distorted reality. The jury at Manchester Crown Court took one hour to find 49-year-old Smith guilty of Kelly Bates' mur murder. Sensing, sentencing him to life imprisonment, the judge, Mr. Justice Sachs, recommended that Smith serve a minimum term of 20 years. He stated, This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend, so far as in my power, that you will abuse no more. After the trial, the jury was provided with professional counseling to help them deal with the distress of seeing the photos of Bates' injuries and the sickening violence of the case. I'd really like to know what you think about this case. I, I think it's absolutely horrible and horrendous and can't believe that somebody could be tortured so badly um, in, in this day and age. I mean, this was in 1996, so although it was 20 years ago, it wasn't that long ago. Um, we had laws and well I don't know so much for England I mean I think England is pretty pro progressive but um, I'm pretty sure that they had laws in place at the time to protect against domestic violence and abuse and definitely against situations of prolonged torture and murder anyway I find this is sad and I wanted to cover this case because it, it did take place in another country, a country that actually listens to my podcast pretty regularly, and just to let you know that even though I'm far away, I care whether or not you're being abused. So I hope that that's not the case, but if it is, please look for ways to get help for yourself in the countries that you live in. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe. Bye-bye.